You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome! Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Last week, David and I took a few days to head up to the mountains to pray and plan about the next few months. We do that regularly, for everything that we do runs through our house, as do a whole lot of teenagers and young adults. Getting away is honestly the only way we can effectively plan, it feels like. Well, one morning while we were gone, David shared with me what he'd learned in his devotions that morning and what he'd learned by pulling on a few extra threads, so to speak, in his study. And I convinced him to chat with me about it today, where it's all about how we can pass on wisdom to our children by helping them put things together. This is some great, super practical information for parents, and you don't want to miss a bit. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that this is collection week for all those Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. Those shoeboxes give us a wonderful way to participate in the gospel going all around the world, as each child who receives a gift also hears about Jesus' love for them and gets a copy of The Greatest Journey, which is connected to a discipleship program they're invited to participate in. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash OCC to learn more and to discover where you can drop off your gift now. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash OCC. Today's podcast is sponsored by AOP. Homeschooling empowers parents to give their children an individualized education like no other educational setup can provide. With AOP, you can teach your children in the way they learn best while keeping homeschooling fun and full of excitement as you discover new things together each day. Choose from multiple curriculum options to fit your child's strengths, learning styles, and needs. Learn more at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash AOP. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash AOP. You know, David, I started talking about our getaway, and I really, I want to kind of flesh that out just a little bit because we've talked about that before, but we try to get away several times a year just because that's honestly the only way that we can kind of do anything strategic planning wise and get five minutes without someone coming to tell us an interesting tidbit of something they want to share. Well, we started this off with the idea of getting away. I mean, I think we've been doing something like this since we were newly married. And and it was mainly so that we could just get away and spend time together. And we've always been busy with kids and, you know, everything. But I think that this element of just not being able to get through stuff has actually gotten worse as the kids have gotten older. Well, they have. It's so funny because people will tell you that, While you're parenting young kids, they're always around, they're always doing this. And then by the time they get older, they're not going to want to have anything to do with you. And the cool, super amazing thing is that as you are building those relationships with your kids while they're young, as they get older, those relationships just deepen and they flourish and they grow more mature. And we found that the conversations are much more prevalent and much deeper and longer even than they were when they were young. Yeah. I mean, so, and then let's take Sunday, for instance, right? On Sundays, we now have a scenario in which not only do we have our four that show up on Sunday for lunch, lunch, 
but they bring their friends. And so we have what? There's Five? 12. There's no, 12. there's 12 of us total around the table every Sunday. And it is the coolest thing in the world as we get to, and this has been going on for two or three years where every Sunday they'll go to church with us. They'll come home. We have lunch together and it's just a joy So I can't encourage you enough to invest in those relationships, have those conversations with your kids while they're young, because the dividends that it pays are so amazing, even if you have to steal away to get anything productive done, (laughs) because they're always in your room. Well, just another layer on this is that we always had this principle that we try to abide by that we would not push our kids away. So even so now I work from home. When you work and teach them diligently, you're at home, you're upstairs in the room, and we have this principle of we don't want to push our kids away. So And they exploit that. <laughs> <laughs> they're constantly in our in, in our my office or in or my room. And then you have Peyton where the way he learns is by talking about what he's learned. And so he comes home from school, college, because they live at home, and he wants to come and he wants to talk when he gets back from college. And so I'm talking to him. And so consequently, our getaways, which were just, hey, let's just go get away to spend some time together. They were like elevated dates before. Now it's literally like we have to get away like four times a year or we don't get anything done. But let's be honest, they're still elevated dates. Well, they are. They are elevated (laughs) dates. And right now, you know, we're looking at the mountains. We've got a very pretty uh, view uh, because we always like to get up in the mountains when we do this and um, there's no screens on these doors and we had the door open so we can get the fresh air and that's not all we're getting in this house. That's so right. We've got been, lots of little I've been critter watching friends. the wasps very closely <laughs> that are coming in and sitting against the window. But aren't you grateful that in the middle of November, we still have wasps to deal with? Uh, yes, I am. Beautiful year. I am. So some of the people up in uh, the North, uh, may not resonate with that quite so much. Exactly. Well, so I wanted to, I, I want us to talk today about a conversation that we had a few days ago where you had read this really cool story about a, what, a House of Representatives member that so, no one's ever heard of? So it started with, I've been going through James and uh, the very familiar verses that are in James 1, where he talks about if anybody lacks wisdom, uh, and this is a paraphrase, but they need to pray and he, God will give wisdom to them generously to anybody who asks. And then he goes in, you know, but don't waver in your faith. And he goes through all those very familiar verses. And I uh, started to think about generosity and I literally started looking up wisdom and commentaries. And because that's usually kind of the way that I do my devotions is, is that I'll read it and then I'll take notes. And then I started looking at commentaries and then going a little deeper and then going a little deeper. And I ran across this quote from this guy that was a House of Representatives member. And I think this is, you know, pertinent right now, especially considering the fact that this is voting season. We're talking about House of Representatives. And it's interesting. Uh, this guy, he's a forgettable politician. And there's a lot of forgettable pop- politicians in the 1840s and 1850s in U.S. federal politics. A lot of the reason why is because they didn't serve multiple terms. Most of them, like this guy served one term, one two-year term, 
laid out on purpose on his own. And then maybe six, seven years later, he came back and he was, uh, he got elected it again. And then he laid out a little bit longer and then he came back again. So he didn't serve these successive terms, but it's not like we have today where we have like professional career, yeah, career, career politicians. politicians yeah. And there was some of that it was Henry Clay, but there's not very many of them. Right. And so there's this guy named John Alexander Morris and he had this quote and this is the only thing I think this guy's known for hmm. was his quote. And he says, knowledge comes by taking things apart, comma, analysis, but wisdom comes by putting things together. Hmm. And that really struck me because it was this difference between knowledge and wisdom. And there's a whole lot of people out there that know a whole lot of stuff, but they still come across as fools. Right. And they say things, I mean, Right now, there's a lot of professors and there's a lot of college professors and people that just seem very intellectual. Mm -hmm. But when they open their mouth and they start talking, you're like, what in the world are they talking about? They're a little ivory tower. They have knowledge. Right. You know, they are filled with knowledge, but they don't have wisdom. Exactly. And, and I think that even, you know, kind of take that down a notch or two. Even in the homeschool world, we have a lot of people who get hung up on passing knowledge, instilling knowledge, making sure that they get their kids' head and their mind. But wisdom, that helping them put things together, as he so beautifully noted, is, is really more of what we get to do. And, you know, you and I say all the time, if you gain their minds but lose their hearts— then we've lost the war. Yeah. And it's really, the Bible talks all through about wisdom. You know, in, in all of your getting, get wisdom, Proverbs tells us. And so we really should be about the business of helping our kids get wisdom. And that's what I love so much about this um, John Alexander Morris quote that you found, because he really solidifies all of these things we know about wisdom into one little short sentence that's so easy for us as parents to understand. Yeah. So we should say that representative's name one more time to kind of help people. In case you forgot it, John good. Alexander Morris. Yes. He was from Pennsylvania. He I don't think Pens you said that. Yeah, he's from Pennsylvania. He was a House of Representatives from uh, uh, Pennsylvania. And I mean, getting back to what you were saying, though, is that there's no class on wisdom. Right. right? We don't have a... Uh, hey, we're going to have, you know, in our planner, we're going to do an hour of wisdom today. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of gets back into Deuteronomy 6, where we talk about that a lot at our events. And a lot of the other stuff that we put out right. is that we talk about this element of in between times. And what Deuteronomy 6 is talking about is it is talking to parents and those parents are to teach their children diligently but the aspect of the way you're supposed to teach your children di diligently is kind of like these in-between times, mm -hmm. you know, when you lie down and when you get up and, you know, when you walk by the way and you're supposed to put these on your doorposts and on your walls and you start, you know, modern, you know, thinking about this in modern terms when you're driving in the car, right. you know, when you're cooking dinner, when you are just hanging out. When right, you're getting ready to go to bed and it's 1 a.m. at night and your teenagers are coming in and they want to tell you about something that they dealt with that morning or during mm -hmm. school. 
that's when wisdom is taught. And that's when the homeschool subjects are taught. And that's when you're really putting things together for them. That's like, like our fella Morris had to say, that's when we're able to help them connect the dots. That's when we're able to, like with the example that you gave of a child coming in late at night for something that happened that morning, that child has probably been chewing on that all day, stressing, worrying, whatever. Well, the fact, first of all, that they want to open us, open up and tell us about it is a gift from God. That again is indicative of a relationship that you built while they were young. And it's so, so powerful. So celebrate that, first of all, even at one in the morning. But secondly, as they are recounting what they've been chewing on all day, our job as parents and our great privilege of, as parents is to help them learn to put that together with what they know. So taking the knowledge, taking the things that we've taught them, biblical truth, practical things, all this, and then applying it to the specific situation that they're struggling with. Putting those things together is actually instilling wisdom in them and giving them um, really a great hope and a great preparation for when we launch them. Yeah. And so... That's one of the things that I love about this quote is that we talk a lot about wisdom and you have pastors to talk about wisdom and teaching that and passing that on. But I think this quote from Morris really gives you, this is how you do it. I love it. You are actually bringing things together and then you extend that out, right? So many of these things that you know, we have talked about it, teach them diligently as being part of homeschool subjects. Mm -hmm. Like we have this t-shirt and it's got a list of what homeschool subjects are. And Freedom, one character. One thing that though all those aspects or all those elements have that are on that t-shirt is that they're not class hours. It's right. not math. It's not English. Yep. It's not literature. It's not accounting. They are things that actually come out of those in-between times. And if you actually pay attention to it, a lot of it has to do with some level of bringing things together and making connections for your kids. So like Steve Jobs, it, somebody asked him once upon a time, um, you can look this up. Uh, 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 they asked him what creativity is, and that is bringing things together, hmm. which we think of creativity as amazing art. We think of it as graphic design, doing something that is beautiful, but it's actually way beyond that. Creativity is actually taking all the knowledge that you've gotten and actually putting it together and being able to teach somebody what you have learned and putting it in a course. That takes creativity to do that. It takes creativity to write a book, both fiction and nonfiction. And so you're bringing all that stuff together. And so many of the things that fall under this aspect of homeschool subjects has that um, uh, uh, element of it of just bringing things together so that they can understand. Well, and, you know, since you brought up homeschool subjects, I also want to kind of bring something together, maybe for those who are listening. Our newsletters, our Sunday night email that goes out every week is called Homeschool Subjects. Why? Because it is our hope that we can bring things together because homeschooling doesn't just impact one part of your life. It's not just an academic endeavor. Homeschooling impacts every area of your life. And the best home educators are really the best parents. They are the ones who are most engaged, who are most on mission. And so through that 
homeschool subjects email every week, we want to bring not only resources and links from all over the place, but teaching that deals with all of these different areas that a homeschool family deals with and helps you bring those all together. So that is, that's again, just trying to help alleviate the friction that comes between what we call those homeschool subjects, those in-between times, those things that we want to bring together to make the, the, to really weave the tapestry of our family and of how we're preparing our children for life and, and not allow the academics to trip us up from focusing where we really should be focusing. Well, when a lot of people talk about homeschooling and they talk about the benefits of homeschooling, they talk about it in terms of the excellence in academics that your child's going to be able to gain. Right. And how much better of a teaching platform it really is. And it's not that I'm not saying that it's not. It actually is. Uh, it is a great academic exercise. I think it's the best way you can possibly educate. But the children. real strength of homeschooling is these in-between times. Exactly. And the reason why is because if you're going to teach these things that we're listing out as homeschool subjects, if you're going to teach wisdom, mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to help your child bring together all of this stuff that they are learning that is knowledge that may seem disjointed, that you're connecting science and you're you're connecting worldview and you're connecting literature and you're connecting, let's say, math. You're bringing that through. That's what wisdom is, is that you're actually connecting all those things. You're connecting all of that with the Bible and biblical truth and the relationship they're supposed to have with God. And then connecting all that with the relationship they're supposed to be having with their siblings and their parents. And you're connecting. It takes time to do all that. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to do that in, I mean, 34 minutes a day. Right. You know, uh, we've quoted that a lot. And that is, for anybody who is new and listening, it's an amazing statistic that is really hard to believe that the average parent spends 34 minutes a day with their child. Quality. A quality quality time. Yeah. And when you think about that, you have 34 minutes a day to spend with your child. This is absent technology. This is absent sports. This is, you're actually together 34 minutes a day it's going to be real hard to bring things together for your child, make meaning of all this stuff that they're learning in 34 minutes a day. You need time in order to do that. Not only do you need time, you need to be present with them. And that's the way you're going to be able to pass on wisdom. Yeah. So, well, and, and, you know, I, we were in a service several years ago now, because I've shared this for several years in my sessions and stuff. But a, a guy who was preaching, he wasn't our pastor, he was passing through. Uh, he noted that discipleship is leveraging what we've learned in Christ for the good of another person. And that's exactly what we are doing when we are connecting the dots, when we are taking our experiences, our, you know, sometimes our mistakes, sometimes our successes, sometimes just our life experience and helping put that together with the questions or the experiences that our children are having or the things that they see around them. God has equipped each one of us specifically to parent and shepherd the heart of the child and children that he has given us. And one of the main directives that we have is to instill wisdom in them, pass it on. There's a whole big, long book of Proverbs that goes over and over and over that. And that happens through getting to know them, building those relationships, having those hard conversations and the light conversations alike. Um, But just 
being intentional in leveraging everything that you've learned, that you know, that you've experienced, that you've messed up or that you've succeeded at, leveraging all of that for the good and the growth of that child that you love so much. Yeah. And so, you know, just to kind of, you know, say the reason why we're talking about wisdom here is, is that we have talked often and just stated, hey, the in-between times are for homeschool subjects. Wisdom, you need to pass on wisdom to your child. Well, when you think about wisdom as bringing things together, it really allows you to kind of level this up. Yep. Because now you are actually seeking out opportunities to bring things together for your children. This becomes a more intentional thing for you. You're going to, okay, part of my role under teach them diligently, Deuteronomy 6, is passing on wisdom to my child, which means that I need to make connections for them among all of this knowledge that they are gathering throughout the day. I'm going to make connections for them so that they can understand what's going on and base it around my worldview with Jesus Christ being the Savior and God being the Father and he is the creator and I'm bringing all that together for my children. That's what wisdom is. And so now you are armed with the opportunity to be able to make those connections with, for your children. And so you can actually level that up because you're not just groping around. Right. I'm just trying to pass on wisdom to my kids. No, what you're doing is, is that you're making connections for them. That's really what you're doing. Well, and you know, kind of to take it all the way back to where you started with this, that passage or that verse in James, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men abundantly. He has got wisdom to spare, but the but you have to ask him. And, you know, we talk a lot about praying for your children. And this is one of those ways where if you're paying attention, if you're actually tuned into what God is doing and you're looking for the ways that he's working, as you are praying specifically for your children, you're going to find that he gives you the wisdom to put together those experiences to pass along to help your children put together um, all of these things to get their own wisdom. God answers those prayers. And so I can't encourage you strongly enough to pray very strategically, very specifically for your children and then stand in awe as God gives you the words through the power of the Holy Spirit for every interaction that you have with your kiddos. Absolutely. And I think that that this is really powerful if you start looking for these opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to bring it home, right? You need to actually, it's not just a collection of knowledge. You need to actually apply it to your child's life so that they can understand how they need to apply it to the world that they live in and how you may be applying it as well, because maybe they are not seeing everything that you're doing. You can bring all this home for them. And it's really powerful. It is and, connections. and it's not rocket science. No. This is not this is not something to stumble over. This is not something to fear. This is not something to be so intimidated by. This is natural living life and interacting and building relationships with your children. This is going to flow out as you are intentionally thinking about shepherding their hearts and training their minds and preparing them to walk through whatever doors God opens for them in the days ahead. This is a very natural thing. And I think that Satan would love to whisper to us that it's so hard or it's so complicated or it's beyond you or you can't possibly do it or you're not smart enough or, or you know, you haven't been saved long enough or whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is 
that God created you to be the parent of that child. And he will, if you ask him, give you abundant wisdom for how to help your children tie all of these things together and gain their own wisdom all along the way. So I appreciate your hanging out with us today. I hope this has been an encouragement. We would love to hear from you on you know, what you think of the content that we share, what you think of what we talked about today. Um, send us an email, office at teachthemdiligently.net. Uh, just let us know what you're thinking. Leave a comment on the podcast itself, a review. We certainly would appreciate that. Anytime that you follow us or leave a review, it just helps us reach more families and, and help to encourage them by God's grace as they are parenting and shepherding the hearts of their children as well. Um, don't forget to take this opportunity to pack some shoe boxes and drop them off this week. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash OCC to learn more about that initiative and find a place where you can drop those off. Um, but this is a great ministry to get your kids involved and it's a wonderful way to pass on to your children the understanding that that giving gifts, giving to others is a really powerful thing that will fill them with joy. We always found that the the excitement that our kids had with picking out stuff and packing these shoe boxes was truly contagious and often really humbling for us to just see how God was working in their own lives through participating in Operation Christmas Child. So go check that out. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.